Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. All right, so episode 25. Glad to be alive. I love that. That's how long you're going to be alive this year, ma'am, in like 24, 25 days. Yeah, it is. Thank you for reminding me. Yep, quarter of a century. What have I shown for myself? Not a whole lot. It's all right. I spent my whole 24th birth or 25th birthday uh, crying, so it's fine. It's fine. They say content people get more done in life. Um, no, uncontent people get more done in life, so catch us getting more done. <laughs> yeah, stay hungry, you know? Stay hungry, stay woke. <laughs> they say this day and age. I like it. But not unlike the year 25, this episode's going to be great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wait, did you say unlike the year 25? Yeah, I might be a little foreshadowing for you. My whole 25th year was, you know, during 2020, so I didn't get to use it. Yeah, you know? Sure. So my, my 25th year was not that great. Well, I'll make up for it. I, I believe that is true. <sighs> No pressure. So we want to talk about. I think I burnt my tongue. Let's talk about things that we should normalize in the Western pleasure. In the Western pleasure, horsemanship, all that stuff. What, things we should normalize. Okay. Um, I'll start. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I just, as I was saying it, I just remembered the reason why I thought this was a really good thing when I wrote it down initially. And I wish we would normalize wearing helmets. Yeah. But okay. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one in the world that thinks this, but I'm going to like stand, stand my ground on this. I don't care how broke your horse is. Like it could be five feet in the grave, right? Um, not just four, but five. Um, like they're still they're still an animal. You, they're like pretty unpredictable. I wish, you know, recording, not recording, um, wearing a helmet was a little bit no more normalized. After watching the gamers go at the open show, um, I'm for it. I'm all for it. There's cute helmets. There's no reason why I can't. You know, maybe not necessarily in the, you know, in the show pen or whatever, but mm-hmm. no reason why I can't wear it at home. And you know, sometimes I do if I'm feeling particularly risky. <laughs> You know, you only get one head. No, that's true. I mean, there are definitely times that I wish I would have worn a helmet, maybe back in the day, Um, you know, especially when I'd be at home and it'd be like middle of the day and I was like, all right, I'm going to go outside and ride. My parents were gone. My sister was upstairs. I'm like, you know, I probably should wear a helmet like that. There were some many near-death experiences slash being ran into the tree that I have never admitted to anyone. <laughs> and I'm like, probably why everything hurts now and I have headaches all the time. Right, right. Well, and too, it's like, just why, like, what's stopping me from doing Like, I have one head and I use my head for my job. And my yeah. job is how I pay for my hobbies and therefore my happiness. You know, as soon as I can't pay for that, 
And, you know, why don't we? It's because of peer pressure or whatever. You know, we don't want to be the one wearing a helmet. We no. Oh, man, like that person's horse is spooky. Stay away from, or, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like no one thinks twice when you strap your helmet on to go ride Huntsy. It's like why why do we all of a sudden start shaming people for wearing a helmet when they yeah and like to that point like half the time people wear hunt caps what does what the heck's the point who are you fooling with that go put on a baseball cap that's black it's gonna be the same thing yeah i wondered that too i mean again you know when i've strapped on my little hunt cap and whatever and turned quickly and like rammed my head into something and i was like wow that still really hurt you know do i think that if I go plummeting off the side of my horse, that this is going to save me? Like, no, it's literally, literally, it is the equivalent of a graduation cap, right? Like they're both kind of, you know, black and kind of shiny and they don't really stay on that great. Like there's no buckles on a hunt cap and my graduation cap both times, like just fell off. It was like, (laughs) oh, gravity was particularly strong both those days. So no, I agree. I wish we would normalize wearing helmets. Like I would definitely feel more secure at a lot of horse shows if I had a helmet on, especially, you know, riding a young one or whatever, or sometimes riding Toby. Like I'll be honest, sometimes it gets a little fresh and I'm like, mm, I should probably strap something on, but I don't because I don't want someone to make fun of me. What do you wish we would normalize? gonna go a total different route and say you know I wish we normalized being supportive of one another and this is so this is kind of I don't know why I when I you know looked at our notes and I saw that this is what we were gonna talk about I was thinking about you know so at at the Olympics or any sort of figure skating something in figure skating and you go out and you skate your program and then you sit in the little, like if you're the leader, you sit in the little box and you watch everyone else skate. And you can't tell me that that person sitting in the box isn't like fall, 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 fall. Oh, overturn. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell me that they're not like slightly rooting against that person. And we have to be honest with ourselves in I've caught myself in the stands before, like sitting there watching everyone else go. And I'm like, overturn, overturn. Oop, she loped off or oop, you know, whatever. And getting like, like a twinge of relief maybe when they kind of mess up their pattern, you know, cause you're like, okay, you know, I'm still sitting, I'm still sitting pretty compared to that person. And, you know, I wish, I wish that wasn't the case. Like I wish we just normalized being super happy for everyone else even when you get beat, you know? And then I think we can take that further. And, you know, um, I wish we normalized cheering for other people. Like, again, I think it was our second episode. We talked about whistling for whistling for myself and how we should be whistling for everyone else. And we should be supporting everyone else. Cause this is a hard sport and this is something that's not for the faint of heart. And it's so much harder when you don't have that support system And I think the beginnings of having that support system is being that for someone else. Yeah. Right. I think there's kind of two ways, like as an exhibitor, there's two ways to look at that. Like pretty much what you just said, right? Like someone's cheering for you and you're like cheering for someone else. And you know, like, I think like the first one, when other people cheer for me, I get like super excited. Like, 
wow, like, you know, maybe if they thought I did okay, then maybe I did do okay. Or, you know, they're telling me I've like improved so much since like when I started and all that. And like, I really genuinely appreciate that. And that, you know, motivates me to like keep going no matter like how bad it was. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you flip it around and, you know, whether or not the other person's in your division or age group or anything like that, you know, it's, it can be harder to cheer for other people, despite the fact that you just came off that high of someone else cheering you on Mm -hmm. and, you know, hoping that they do maybe back too far or someone throws a hissy fit in the arena or whatever. Um, It's just uh, like putting it into practice, I think is, can be so difficult, but I think once you do it, it's really, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And then also it just like helps you know, no one wants to be the, you know, you, like, it kind of goes back to, like, you know, being the best and, like, big fish in a small pond, you know, build each other up, cheer for each other, you know. People are always going to discredit a win. You know, people can discredit your win no matter how much, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just whatever show, or, you know, it was a weird year because of COVID, or, you know, no one really wanted to be there, or no one showed up that weekend, or whatever. So I think, you know, cheering for other people is going to, you know, at the very minimum, build the rapport of that show, you know, which, you know, is kind of petty to look at, but hey. No, I totally agree. Like in, I think so much more of a person when I ask, like, oh, hey, how was that horsemanship class? You know, I heard so-and-so won, you know, what, did she have a good run? You know, and when they're like, yeah, you know, she really had a super correct turnaround and she had a super pretty extended circle versus like, Mm, well, clearly the judges weren't looking during her pattern or, you know, her judges are sponsored by Harris or, you know, like whatever it is, like, and they make an excuse as to why they, that person won and they didn't, you can always find something to say. And I think as soon as we start changing the narrative and start pushing more towards, you know, yeah, they had a really good run, you know, clearly like, or not even saying clearly, you know, they were just better than I was today and that's okay. You know, like, I'm really excited that they had that win you know, there's more opportunities next time. You know, I really, I had the chance to learn and grow in this pattern. Right. Cause it never reflects well on you, you know, like say, say like whatever, um, like, you know, you lose, we'll just stick with your example, right. You lose the showmanship or whatever, because they like the pleasure horse, or at least, you know, that's what you think. But like someone asks you, Hey, how, how does it go? You know, and whether you say, oh, they just like the pleasure type or whatever, like that isn't going to necessarily reflect as well on you if you were to say, you know, they had a really good run. They like stuck X, Y, and Z. They were really fabulous throughout all the maneuvers. And so like, again, I guess it kind of goes back to like the petty aspect of the view here, but like, you know, spruce up the winner, make them look good in your eyes. That way people, you know, think there's a little bit more to be said than, oh, you know, you just lost to a two-legged horse. Yeah. You know, like I, again, that's something that I've, I've had to learn. It's like, why would you, obviously the reason that you belittle the winner is because you're jealous, you're embarrassed, you're wishing things had gone better for you, whatever. And to me, if someone's telling me that I'm like, oh, so they couldn't beat someone who, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So why wouldn't you say like, oh man, it was an incredible pen of 32 horses and the winner just had a super deep hawk and a really nice pointed toe. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you be like, yeah, like if I were going to buy a horse today, that's the horse I would buy. 
I think something I wish we would normalize that's similar to your point is like basic in the Western and, you know, maybe even the English too. I'm not as finessed there. So it's a little bit harder for me to pick out the details, but I wish it was kind of back to like a basic saddle, a basic Mm -hmm. whatnot. You know, like why, why do we need a, I mean, like we've talked about it before, but like, why does the buy-in need to be so big? And, you know, if it really is on the horse or on the rider, you know, it shouldn't matter on the clothing. No, I was, I was thinking about that too. When I first saw this, what we were going to talk about, um, you know, like I wish we normalized just having a pretty, or at least made it like, okay. And it is okay. But you know, when you show up and you have a saddle, that's like, minimal silver and they're still gorgeous you know like I like that look better than the saddles that are so shiny you're like oh my like it hurts your eyes to look at you know like I like the super simple look and if it's based on the horse's movement or the rider's position it shouldn't matter what kind of saddle you're in you know so I wish we just normalized that and I wish we normalized just having a nice fitting button down and some black chaps you know well, I think too is, I think if you, at least to me, when I think of like the best of the best of the horsemanship, mm-hmm. to me, like my mind goes like straight away to like the NCAA or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at a lot of those like people that are winning, you know, the world and shows and all that stuff. And usually they're somehow in there, right? Like usually yes. they're riding for some college or something like that. And if you look at what they make those kids wear, it's usually like black chaps and a button down shirt. Yeah. Like it's so minimalistic. And yeah, there's like the logo for the school on the back, but that's it, you know? Right. And I think, I think that's kind of like the whole point behind it. Right. Is like, so it's like, everyone's just like on the same playing field and we judge the absolute like talent, you know, it's no mm-hmm. longer anything else. I mean, you look at the horses that they're riding and the saddles they're wearing, you know, they're nice, they're quality, but you know, they're not dripping in silver. And I wish we could, you know, maybe we are moving back towards that and it's just going to take us a while, but I think that would be really exciting. No, I hope so. Like, probably my next saddle is probably going to be an older blue ribbon and I'll dye it black. Cause I think that will look nice with Parker. And if it has silver, cool. And if it doesn't better, you know what I mean? Like that's probably what I'm going towards. Yeah. And I think too, like you look at some of those fitted shirts or all day shirts or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are coming with like some of those like shinier, like button downs too. So I think, I think we're getting close. Yeah. I mean, close being relative, but No, I agree. I love the shinier button downs. I really like, you know, just wearing a fitted long sleeve shirt. You know, I think as long as it fits you and it's not flapping in the breeze when you're getting run away with, it's great. You know, I mean, obviously we don't like to get run away with, but sometimes it happens. We've talked about that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Spend, spend your money on the horse. Don't spend it on the tack and on the clothing. And I mean, usually if people are, you know, drop 20 grand on the saddle, they've already dropped an additional zero or maybe two on the horse. Yeah. But. No kidding. Yeah. It's like spend your money going to horse shows to perfect your craft or going to clinics to learn more or getting lessons or something, you know, like invest your money in something that's not a trend and something that's not going to go away in the next show season. You know, like all, like I show horses in, spend my time riding because I want to be better and be stronger and learn, you know, so why not spend your money 
pouring into that piece of it versus being an okay rider who looks decent in the saddle, but that saddle's worth $20,000, you know? Get your mind right. Prioritize, yeah, exactly. Prioritize. Um, so I know a lot of people are kicking off like kind of a lot of their shows on the f- 410 weekend or, you know, that's at least when they start. So people might be like, and if not, we're starting to gear up, right? Like weather's getting nice, snow's melted. Starting to get ready, right, ready to, yes. Are ready to go. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be fun if we would kind of talk about maybe a couple different go-to bring-alongs to a show as in not like equipment, but more of the fun things like food, adult beverages, whatever. I mean, aside from my BFF Maddie, I, what else can I bring to a show? <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Um, I really like fruit roll-ups. So I typically always have a fruit roll-up box at the horse show. Um, I have one. Okay. I had to look it up though. Cause I want to, um, give you an idea of what it is. Okay. So mine's a drink that I've had at the show before. Usually, I don't know. It was like the first time I ever went to one and someone was like, here, have one. And I was like, okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> it was called Christmas punch. Oh, okay. Um, the website I had that I just looked up quickly here has some, has it quick. And it's like cranberry juice, sparkling wine, apple cider, and ginger ale, um, mm-hmm. some dark rum or brandy, oranges and cranberries, and lots of ice. That's a lot. It was so good when I had it. It was phenomenal. It was. That like requires a mixer, like a yeah. mixer. Yeah. Well, and just, it's a nice, I think there's like enough like energy in there to like get me through an hour of banding. You're like, wow, how many horses does she band? The answer's one in that. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I'll sometimes bring those little like barefoot wine spritzers that I kind of like, or um, those Cayman Jack canned margaritas. I like those. Cause I mean, sometimes after the horsemanship, you're just, you're just done and you just need to have something to just center yourself again. Right. Been known to bring some lining kugels. Those are pretty good. Drink Wisconsin, Blee. <laughs> exactly. Are you a local? <laughs> I think so. I do like me some summer shandy. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I asked the question on Instagram earlier. Yeah. And we had someone say walking tacos. Okay. Love that. Toby is all about the walking tacos. If you remember episode 18, maybe 19, you know, talked about the time he stuck his nose in a crock pot of taco meat. Um, no, though, like, <coughs> well, those are super nice. Cause they're super convenient. Like say you want to like, it's just like a pouch. watch a class or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just toss it in a bag and walk away. No, I totally agree. I think bringing some sort of quick, somewhat easy to eat food is great. Because again, you're running around, you're trying to get your horse ready, you're trying not to get super dirty, you're trying to eat so you're not hangry. No, I agree. Um, 
Oh, I was going to say at the show we went to last week or something like that, someone brought, I don't know, we went all out and I guess there was like a fridge, but there was like a ton of us there. Um, so someone brought in like a little mini fridge. Uh, there was like breakfast burritos that you could toss in the microwave. And that was um, a welcomed treat. Um, loved that. Yeah, usually at like 10 a.m. is when I get hungry. And I'm like, yeah. man, like I would kill for something to eat right now. And this food stand's not open yet. And Well, right. And usually it presents itself like you're, you're like, damn, what time is it? It's got to be like noon. Mm-hmm. I am ready for lunch. And you look at your phone and it's like nine, maybe eight. <laughs> the show just started. But you've been up since like five. And you're like, huh, I have not eaten yet. And I've been up for like five hours doing things. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, when I left to go to Paint Congress this year, we, my dad went with me, and I was like, hey, we're leaving at 5.15 in the morning. And by the grace of our, by the grace of God and the skin of our teeth, we were in the truck at, like, 5.16, pulling out. And it's, like, 11 o'clock, and I was like, I am having the worst stomach pains of my life, and it's not even lunchtime. And he's like, well, well we've been up for seven hours at this point. And I was like, oh, Usually I'm not even alive before eight o'clock in the morning. So you're right. Like I've been up for a lot longer than normal. Right. Right. It, it hits and it hits hard. And that's why, you know, having something nice. And I think quick. Yeah. yeah. I was at this show. It was Mason city, um, July Pino this year. And I stayed at my grandparents' house the night before. And my grandma like packed me a sandwich and some cherries. And so it was, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was about ready to come undone on someone because I was so hungry. And I remember like, oh, grandma packed me a sandwich. And so I went and ate it and I was like, oh my God. Like that saved lives. That yeah, little ham sandwich saved lives that day. Oh, another good one that I've seen um, was someone froze chili and put it in like a Ziploc bag and then they tossed it in the crock pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super convenient and super tasty if you're a good chili cook. Yeah. We've done that with like macaroni and cheese before and put it in little bags so you can just warm it up. I really like that. Sure. Yeah. Again, anything like super quick and convenient is great. And I think too, like depending on where you're showing, you might be able to like find Mm -hmm. a microwave somewhere. People always you know there's always that group and that's the group you want to be friends with so I'm not meaning this in a derogatory way but there's always that group that just goes all out and they have a microwave they have a fridge they might have a couch they probably have anything that you forgot and if you just casually wander over and say hey um I need a little bit of help they're probably gonna help you or they're probably gonna let you use their microwave those are the people you make friends with if you can make friends, make friends with them. Yeah, try. That reminds me, if you know anyone listening to this, if you have a uh, horse show recipe and you want a shout out on the cast, just, you know, make some of the next horse show we're at. Invite us over. We'll sample. We'll <laughs> feedback. Put it on the cast. You know, easy. Exactly. We can even do like an interview, like on the IG live or something. If you, you know, if it's really phenomenal. We could do I mean, like the, we have the, the skills. We can, we can get you out there. Um, seeing a lot of people doing their photos for the year, right. For their ads and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of them lately. Um, 
and depending on like who you use for, for photographer, right? Like different effects are available per se. I don't really know how to say some photographers are way better at editing and airbrushing than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people are looking gorgeous out there. So shout out to you. If that's you double shout out to the photographer, if they're making people gorgeous that aren't gorgeous. I think when you know someone and you know, they're not a good picture taker and then you see their ad and you're like, wow. Okay. You look like Gwen Stefani. Who did you pay and how much? Because that is ridiculous. Right. And by who did you pay? Did you pay a photographer or a stand-in? <laughs> like, is that even you? Did they just Photoshop your face? Pretty much. No, I saw an ad the other day. Oh, I wish I would have screenshotted it. Um, but I, know I saw this ad in this horse. It was a trotting picture. And you know, the guy is sitting up there all strong, you know, tight. And, you know, he's got his bozel on. And they were like trotting out of flames. And I was like, what? Why? Did you so come from the, hell? Yeah, like one. So like the back legs were all like the back legs and like and then up its rump area was like covered in flames so I'm like is it short striding in the back is that why he used or like it is the horse just like fall off past the end of the saddle like what what is that so that's my like that's my thing some ads are just so overproduced and over edited and whatever that it's like I I don't even know why I'm looking at that like I don't understand that you know? Right, exactly. What went so horribly wrong that we are dragging my attention away <laughs> or covering like, up all Did the horse have diarrhea run down its legs and you're just like, well, guess we gotta put flames over it. Yeah. No kidding. Like, I don't understand that. Or, yeah, when it's like really edited out or parts of the horse are edited out and you're just like, so what's what's the point of that ad then? You know? Like I right. don't I don't understand that. And I love it too and it's just like just the horse. And I get it if it's like a halter horse or you know whatever or you you know. But like if it's like a picture of the head or something and it's just like you know, I, I guess in like some studs do it a lot, right? But like if it's like just like the head or whatever and it's a Western pleasure horse or if it, you know, is if it's gonna be seen in the trail and the horsemanship or presented, if you will, if we're gonna use ad lingo. Yeah. Um, oh, just the head, like does it not is it just not ready yet, you know? Do we not have like something to lobe over right now? Do we not Yeah, like it? did it splinter all the logs when you're trying to take pictures? <laughs> or like so is it just not broke yet? Or like what's 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 the sitch here? I just want to know. Exactly. Or did you and just some? Oh, go for it. No, go ahead. Honestly, and some I love that like they're just kind of like a little bit of an outlandish scenario. You know, like someone's like bareback on their horse in a dress. Oh, cool! What class is that for? And I get like it's just supposed to be like pretty and like yeah, mystical and whimsical and oh my gosh, look at my unicorn! I get that. I love yeah. that. But, like, if you want to do an ad to intimidate the shit out of me, like, your whimsical dress is not, like, what I need to see. <laughs> like, that's not quite where I'm at. No, I, um, yeah, 
it's like, what? Why am I looking at your senior pictures here? You know, like I took senior pictures in a dress next to my horse. I'm not going to put that on it. In the Equine Chronicle, you know, like, hey, check this out. You know, it's like, I, and I get that sometimes, or I guess I was reading a photography blog, you know, back when I thought I knew things. And the lady was saying like, well, you have so many, you know, incredible pictures of you and your show outfits and your horse. So, you know, it takes mm-hmm. some of you and your, in your normal clothes and your horse. But it's like, if you're taking these pictures for the purpose of putting them in an ad, don't, don't you want to look how you present yourself at a show? I mean, again, not that any of this matters, it's just, no, this is just completely our uneducated and very opinionated opinion. But like, right, I think it goes to like, what's the point of your ad, right? Like, what are you trying to convey? Like, some people are like the whimsical, like the bond between, you know, it's a family thing. It's like this horse is one, whatever, whatever. And then some people it's like 14 time world champion. We're coming back. We're doing it again. Repeat, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> just get out of our way and we'll just do what we need. You know, like that. It's like whatever, wherever your message falls within that spectrum Dress accordingly. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, there are some really cool... There is this one ad that, like... It was, like, Louboutins or whatever with, like, the red bottoms or whatever. And then, like, a couple, like, hoofs or whatever. Yeah. And, like... And, like, that doesn't even have to be, like, your full ad, right? Like, that could be, like, the bottom of, like, your full-page ad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's all I need. Like, damn. I know. Yeah. I, I think that looks beautiful. You're like, that's cool. But okay you know yeah or like you know put that on the bottom like in like a nice fade or something and then do like you kicking someone's ass somewhere doing something else you know and yeah. then like oh too long didn't read if your horse is a cute mover don't put flames on its butt <laughs> and don't over animate your ads if you don't need to yeah it's like if you're saying this horse is going to be presented in the pleasure or the hunter under saddle a nice picture of its legs is great. If that's that's all I need. No. I love the ones now that you just mentioned the hunter under saddle. I love the ones maybe I haven't I really feel like I have, but it's like the full tack and everything and it's doing its long trot. Mm-hmm. There's no rider on it. Oh yeah, I like those. I think they're pretty cool, but like where where's the rider? What'd you do with the rider? I know I'm like, did you just edit them out or are you just like lunging them and you put them into yeah. so I mean, again going back if you had the skills to be an incredible editor that's awesome i truly and 100 percent envy you but like that's the kind of editing i think is cool flames up the butt or flowers and rainbow so know your purpose know your audience frame your ad from two non-professionals <laughs> Which is right up everything else we do here. Let's find one. Episode 25. Exactly like you pictured it was going to be. Pretty much for more great tips from non-professionals that are still relevant to your life. And still radically truthful. Episode 26 will be here next week. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And at an occasional horse show. Soon. feeling motivated and gutsy <laughs> pretty soon here we come whether we're ready or not see you next week <laughs>